You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. How many of you have ever experienced criticism? I, if I look back to me when I was like younger, you know, some of the criticism that I got, I deserved full 100%. How many of you have been criticized of for something that is a good thing? The topic of today is if people aren't criticizing you, you're playing small. If people aren't criticizing you, you're playing small. At some point, we have gotten lost in a culture that is addicted to approval and addicted to praise and addicted to being thought highly of. And all those things are great. And I'll be honest with you, there's nothing like recognition. There's nothing like recognition for a job well done. But this is something that I've had to work really hard to overcome in my career, in my personal life. And it's the idea of playing all out. What's the difference between playing all out and playing small? What's the difference? Picture you've got one person who like literally they are so consumed with their vision and their mission and where they're headed, their trajectory, that they do not care what people think about them. To me, that's the definition for me of playing all out is being able to go consistently and disregard the opinions of sheep around them. But when somebody's playing small, it's when they're usually worried about, I don't want to offend this person. I don't want to make this person mad. I don't want to come across like a jerk to this person. I want this person to notice how awesome I am. I want this person. Most of the times, the people who play small and they fail in business do it because they are afraid of the critic and addicted to approval. Professionals understand that criticism is a natural indicator for you on where you're playing ball. I remember when I started out and we lived in Memphis and um, I had all these friends that were, you know, at a certain level in their life. And I started making decisions. In fact, I was just walking one of our employees through this today who, who's having a hard time with his, his environment, his relationships. And he's being criticized for something that is the right thing. But it's making the people around him feel very uncomfortable. And uh, I remember when, when I started waking up earlier and I started posting on social media about things that I was learning. There were people who were friends who had, quote, talks with me and would sit me down and be like, I just want to have, have a talk with you about kind of how you're making people feel. Re legit. Real deal. And I don't know if this has happened to you guys. In fact, most of you may have already been beyond you know, you're beyond this point in your life, but it's amazing how many people come into CK and they come into this new environment and they're refreshed and encouraged and filled with hope. But their number one fear is, well, how will my friends take it when I post on social media and do organic? How will my family take it? You know, when I start posting about how making X amount of money is not acceptable. In fact, just the other day, there's a good friend that I have who was like, Hey man, would it offend you if I don't follow you on Instagram? I was like, no, not at all. Because I'm posting about cars and I'm posting about money and I'm starting to post about things that I feel like are going to help people. And you got to get to a place where you accept and welcome criticism 
and it doesn't actually affect the way you view yourself. Does that make sense? Until you learn how to get over the opinions of the people on the sidelines, you'll never be able to play the game at the level that you desire. It's really easy for someone to sit on the sidelines and critique you, but they're not in the game. It's really easy for a friend to say, man, I really think that you should not talk this way on social media. And then you go to look at their profile and they're not helping anybody. <laughs> they're not posting anything, right? Anytime you step up and you say, hey, I'm, I'm capable of more. My potential is bigger than this. You are going to offend all of the people around you who are settling because all of a sudden they're going to have to reckon with their own lives and why they're not where they want to be and answer the question for themselves. Well, if you deserve to have that, why don't I have that? Just saying it's going to happen for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. Professional performers rarely criticize other people. They're too busy working and practicing, mastering their own business to get wrapped up in other people's businesses. Haven't you ever noticed that the people at the top who tend to have the most wealth and they're doing the most for the world, they're not busy gossiping and criticizing about what other people are doing. Most of the time, they have to be approached and asked their opinion. I would think that that's one of the biggest morals of the story is when you talk about business, most of the things that we teach in business, have, have they come down to this law of the mirror. Have you guys ever heard me talk about the law of the mirror? The law of the mirror basically states that However you project out onto the world is typically what's going to reflect back into your own life. And so the law of the mirror is like, if you want good clients, the best way to be able to take on good clients is for you to be a good client. Because it's like standing in front of a mirror. How you behave is going to elicit behavior coming back to you in reverse. That's the law of the mirror. This is the thing. If you study high performers, most of the time what you find is they are very uninterested in the criticism that people throw at them, they don't really let it affect them. But at the same time, they steward their own criticism. They're not a critic. When you are receiving criticism, it's important to have rules that determine how you value that criticism. I typically have three things. When, it, when someone provides me with criticism, when someone provides me with an opinion, I judge that and the value of that by three things. Number one, their income. Number two, their balance. And number three, their goals. So obviously, if you don't have a value system for how you receive inbound criticism, then you default to the extremes. So when I'm telling you that, that high performers don't value or don't pay a lot of attention to criticism, it doesn't mean that they're cut off to improvement. It means that they have a rating system. They have a formulaic process for judging incoming criticism. And for me, it's income, balance, and goals. By income, I mean, look, if someone is going to give me financial advice, I want to make sure that they don't work at Sonic. I'm not being mean. You know, I'm just saying, I would prefer that if someone's giving me financial counsel, they are financially successful, right? Obviously, like, how many times do you take advice from people about money because they say they know what they're doing, but you know that they don't have any money? The other day, I was talking to somebody in UE, and they're like, yeah, I kind of freaked out because my, my accountant told me not to do this. And it conflicted with my advice. And I was just like, hey, answer me a question. Who has more money? Settled. Settled. You want to make sure that the criteria for you taking people's opinions, you filter that through, do I want to turn out like this person? Balance. By balance, I mean, like, 
you know, there are some people in my life that I love being around, not because they inspire me financially, but because, you know, they've been, my, they've been married for 17 years to the same woman and their kids are healthy. And I'm like, this person has balance in their life. And, and I want that. If, if the only criteria for you taking someone's opinion is income or financial, then you're actually missing out on so many other areas of life that you can improve on. And then the third area is their goals. If someone's goals are too small, they'll downplay yours. You have to be very careful and very intelligent about who you share your goals with. Because if you share your goals and your aspirations with someone who doesn't have any goals, then they'll make you feel stupid for having goals. It was just happened to you. It's happened to me. It happened to me many a times. Anyways, I'm kind of just getting on a tangent. I have so much to say about this topic. It's almost hard for me to like focus because if you have, I mean, you remember my story, like my first encounter as an entrepreneur was just a wall of criticism. <laughs> like people telling me how stupid I was. And so I've grown through all of that. And the, the biggest thing I feel like people do today is they take this advice and they take the criticism personally rather than using criticism as an indicator that you're doing the right thing. If nobody's pissed off at you, you're not important. I hope you know that. If nobody's like talking bad about you behind your back, then you're probably not doing anything. Just saying. John Wooden said, you can't let praise or criticism get to you. It's a weakness to get caught up in either one. Here's a quote. The fastest way to differentiate an amateur from a pro is to observe how they respond to criticism. Amateurs are shocked when they are criticized, and many are emotionally wounded. How many of you have been at some point in your life in the past shocked when you've been criticized? I have. I have 100%. That first time I posted in that group, I was shocked that people criticized me. I wasn't used to it. I hadn't ever received criticism that way before. Now I'm not. I expect it. It's like, yeah, whatever. Of course, you're going to criticize me. Because I'm, I'm easy for you to see. I'm at the top of the mountain. There's one big person at the top and everybody wants to throw rocks at them. It's a good thing when you start receiving criticism from the people closest to you. It means you're onto something. Don't let it get to you. Professional performers expect criticism as part of being a champion. They're rarely rattled by it. The mentally tough, check this out. This is about to get offensive. This is my jam. The mentally tough expect little from their amateur thinking counterparts. And when they're criticized, they often sum it up as amateurs slinging mud. All the same, professional performers rarely criticize other people. They're way too busy doing their own work to get wrapped up in other people's business. Here's the line you want to write down. Take to the bank. Professional performers are not surprised by criticism from average people. Step number one, is the criticism I'm receiving from someone who's average or someone who's exceptional? And I'll tell you what, I will always slow down to create space for criticism from a professional, from someone who's exceptional, someone who knows what they're doing. You cannot slow down for criticism from an average person. Is the criticism I'm receiving from someone who is average or exceptional? Step number two. You got to ask yourself when you receive criticism, is the person giving me this criticism, do they have something in their life that I admire or desire? There's nothing against anybody. To each man their own. Everybody has their own gifts and goals and abilities and, and visions. 
for their life. But at a certain point, we receive criticism and we receive advice and we receive opinions from people who we, they don't have anything that, that we desire or admire. Number three, the question you got to ask is, can I grow from this regardless of the person giving me criticism? Can I grow from this regardless of the person giving me criticism? When you ask yourself this question, you're figuratively grabbing the baton of responsibility and pulling it back to yourself. And you guys may remember, a few of you might be still in here. This is almost, I think it was like six months ago, eight months ago, where someone got into one of our Facebook groups. They started blasting us about a sales call. They were giving us a lot of criticism. They were saying a lot of things that were just rude and hateful. And to be honest, this is a process that I went through. And when I asked that question, can I grow from this regardless of who's giving me this feedback? The answer was absolutely. Here are things that you can change. Here are ways that you can improve. And just because I'm telling you guys that, you know, hey, don't expect much from the criticism of average people. It doesn't mean that you can't learn something from the criticism of average people. Does that make sense? The way they used to let it affect you personally is a different story. The great ones see conflict not as a threat, but as an opportunity to gain a three-dimensional perspective on a problem. 